Doing well in science isn't just about who turns their test in first. It's really about a willingness to jump in and take action and understand the problem and be resilient when things go wrong and be creative about how to solve a problem. And chain reaction machines is like the most fun way to practice all these skills. Welcome to Kids Lab, a podcast for parents, educators, and everybody interested in STEAM education. Today I'm talking to Anna Gilbertson and Alana Amott from Momentix Toys. They make toys that use chain reaction machines to teach critical STEAM skills to kids 7 and up. My two interviewees make up the founding team of Momentix Toys, Anna and Alana. They met in college while studying physics, and that's also where the idea for Momentix first came up and started to develop. Anna brings her passions for engineering, design, and education to Momentix. After high school, she spent a year tutoring and mentoring 7th grade students with a Mary Corps. That experience stuck with her as she pursued degrees in physics and design during undergrad. Robotics engineering research, a senior sculpture thesis, and many problem sets in physics have centered her belief that creative problem solving is our greatest asset, and fear of failure is our greatest barrier. Her dream is to inspire a new generation of kids who don't see science and art as two different things for two different types of people. Over to Alana. She first fell in love with Rube Goldberg machines in fifth grade and has been in love with them ever since. Momentix has been her brainchild since the age of 10. Her long-time goal of being an inventor has finally been realized as she uses her physics education and love of learning new things to drive the development of toys. Her dream is for any kid to see themselves as capable of doing math and physics. All they need is a framework for solving problems. Momentix Toys has been kickstarted in early 2020, and it's still quite on track despite the corona pandemic. I cannot wait to try it out, really. Momentix Toys is all about building chain reaction machines to teach STEM skills. Kids can build chain reaction machines using the building blocks that are provided. Then they combine it with typical household items and voila, there's a chain reaction machine that waits to be tried out. So I can't wait to discuss this further with Anna and Alana. Please be sure to visit kidslab.dev for this episode's show notes, which includes lots of images and links to some exciting chain reaction machines that you can build. Again, that's kidslab.dev. So hi to both of you. Hi, Anna. Hi, Alana. Welcome to the Kids Lab podcast. How are you doing? Great. Yeah, we're doing great. <laughs> Excellent. So question, the first question I would have to break the ice. Um, we heard a little bit about the Momentic story already in the intro, but I would like to hear that in your own words. So who wants to go first and tell me the story? Yeah, sure. So the Momentic story kind of goes back to when I was in fifth grade. That was the first time I'd ever heard of a Rube Goldberg machine or a chain reaction machine. I still remember it very clearly. We had to, um, the assignment was to move a present from across the classroom, um, imagining as if it was like Stuart Little, that little mouse from like, that was very popular when I was in fifth grade. 
And I remember spending so much time on this project and using duct tape and cardboard and hot glue, trying to bring my idea to life and then being really frustrated with it because it didn't work like how I'd drawn it. And I remember my neighbor, Jesse, he had an amazing project. His dad um, had a lot of wood and tools in his garage. So his project worked perfectly. And I remember feeling really frustrated because, you know, I thought I had really great ideas. I just didn't know how to actually build it. Um, and then fast forward to my, my senior year of high school. Um, I have pretty much the same assignment, but for my, my physics class to build this Rube Goldberg machine. And lo and behold, I ran into some of the similar building issues of, okay, I've got all these great ideas, but how do I, how do I actually build it? Um, luckily this one went a little bit better, but thinking about that as I went into college and decided to study physics, I look back on that fifth grade project to build a Rube Goldberg machine as my, my first true introduction to physics and engineering and realizing that Nobody really ever said the word physics when I was building that fifth grade Rube Goldberg machine. Um, so as we moved through college, I met Anna. We were in the climbing gym together. Um, I was kind of trying to convince her to study physics, I think. And we were talking a lot about kind of these barriers of why why physics isn't something a lot of people get into. And I think we were talking about this idea of collaboration and this fear of failure as being different reasons that maybe people don't get into physics. Um, So that was one conversation. And then also really bonding over how we both were studying art alongside physics, how we both love to design things. Um, And this is kind of where I introduced this idea of, hey, I've had this idea for a toy to create Rube Goldberg machines like I used to in my childhood, how can we combine that with our other passion of teaching physics? Um, because I think at that point, we both knew we didn't necessarily want to be physicists. <laughs> we wanted to design something and create something, but we didn't want to completely abandon our scientific roots. <laughs> okay. Wow. It's a great story. So it's really all about chain reactions to teach STEM skills. And why do you think that a physical chain reaction machine is such a great way to engage kids in STEM activities? Or I guess in other words, what can be learned from creating a chain reaction? So Alana kind of just alluded to this, but um, we designed Momentics to give kids a chance to practice um, the science skills that we found ourselves really relying on in college. Um, and, you know, doing well in science isn't just about who turns their test in first. It's really about a willingness to jump in and take action and understand the problem and be resilient when things go wrong and be creative about how to solve a problem. And chain reaction machines is like the most fun way to practice all these skills. Um, Kids have to come up with their ideas. What is their machine going to do? How are they going to do it? They have to make these hypotheses over and over. What's going to happen? And then try it out, build it. And then things go wrong and you have to figure out how to fix them. And that kind of process is really the core of science. Um, And I think that's something that we really overlook, especially just 
growing up and, you know, studying for math and science tests. I, I like the fact that we talk a lot about resilience here, actually. And that's something I've heard and haven't heard actually so many times when you talk about STEM skills, for example. So how does playing with one of the Momantics kids look like? It's like, uh, how does a typical play session look like? One of the best things about Momentics is that it looks completely different for every kid, depending about on who they are and where they are and what they have around them. So we purposely designed it to be uh, open-ended in the sense that our pieces combine with whatever's around them. So, you know, if a kid decides to make a machine that cracks an egg, that will look different totally different depending on the kid. Maybe, you know, you're going to build levers and pulleys and maybe use some dominoes from our kit, but maybe one kid combines a spoon and a rock from outside and drops the egg. Um, and maybe a different kid decides to, you know, put the egg on a lever and roll it into a pulley and have something come and smash it, you know, and it depends on <laughs> not only the personality of that kid, but, you know, if one kid has a hammer and one kid doesn't, that might lead to a different egg breaking. But the commonality is that at the very least, you're going to put together the Momentix pulleys, Momentix levers, Momentix, um, the cups and balls and kind of core pieces that come with our kit and then string them together with whatever else is around your house and like whatever else your imagination can kind of come up with. Cool. So there's no wrong answer as long as you break the egg. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's no wrong answer. And this gives, you know, it gives a really good second life to things like old toys. So, you know, if I have a lot of old Barbies, I can include those versus maybe a different kid has a lot of old Hot Wheels he wants to include or she wants to include. So it definitely depends on the environment. So the Momentix kids, they come with these challenge cards. And I think they are meant to kind of guide the kids or maybe give them some ideas. Can you give us some examples how these cards look like and, and what you can do with them? Yeah, so we have, so we really have two types of cards. Um, we have mechanism cards, which show explicitly how to build simple machines with Momentix pieces. Um, and the front shows just the whole mechanism and the back shows how to build it. And then we have these design challenge cards, which, you know, they say how to break an egg, um, build a painting machine, design a machine that makes music, kind of these challenges that are meant to be really creative and really fun um, and kind of create that overall goal and that structure for building. Um, but then, you know, we've done some toy testing with kids and some of those kids get overwhelmed with the lack of structure. And we, you know, a little bit of being overwhelmed and out of the comfort zone is good, but if they quit, then we haven't done our job. Um, so we have the mechanism cars can kind of give a little bit more structure by being like, this is exactly how to build something. Um, and then we also have the idea booklet which uh, walks kids through the engineering design process so that they have that kind of framework for problem solving that they can refer to. Yeah, perfect. And you just mentioned uh, the next question, actually. So um, you talked about the so-called engineering design process. I think the first time um, I read about that on over on your Kickstarter page, I believe. And I think you even include a child-friendly version of that in the kit. So what is this 
so-called engineering design process? The engineering design process, you know, a lot of us have heard about the scientific method, um, which is great. And the engineering design process is really similar. But I think what makes the engineering design process um, different and really fun is that it embraces this idea of having lots of ideas and starting from like such a zoomed out place that the ideas might even be a little crazy. They might not be make a lot of sense, but if you start from that really zoomed out place, then you have the scope of seeing all of the possibilities um, and then kind of narrowing that down to what can we do with what we have around us? We have these momentous pieces. What other toys do I have? How do I incorporate those? So the idea booklet is meant to communicate the process of the engineering design process. So starting with that kind of asking the question, what am I trying to do? Coming up with all of those crazy ideas, narrowing down, making a plan, fixing what goes wrong. Um, and it communicates that really diagrammatically, which was a wonderful design challenge for us. Um, we did all of the graphic designs ourselves. Um, and it's hard not to include these big chunks of text, but we really tried hard to avoid that because we know kids don't really want to read a bunch when they're playing, but they can still learn. Um, and so it's a lot more like pictures and diagrams um, to communicate that process. Cool. So uh, what are the different phases of this process then? So you just said it, it starts with probably creatively thinking about what you want or how you want to solve something and then you narrow it down basically over the time? Yeah. And the cool thing is, you know, this process is a great way for solving problems like building a chain reaction, but it's also something that it's a great way to just approach any problem in life. And One of our goals with Momentix is to give kids a feeling of confidence when they're in a situation that is unfamiliar or new or when they're scared of failing so that they know that, you know, I might get something wrong, but I can try again. Um, and it, it, makes, it makes that a little bit less scary because I think fear of failure can be really paralyzing. Um, and the more we can make space for kids to take risks, the more they can become adults that take risks. Um, and that's where real breakthroughs happen. Yeah, totally agree. I was just going to add to, you know, to kind of spell it out explicitly, the way we set up the engineering design process is kind of into these explicit steps of ask the question, brainstorm around that question, design or plan what you're going to build, actually build it being the prototyping phase refine it, fix what's going on. And then the last step being share, share what you built. And maybe you're sharing a success. Maybe you're sharing a failure. Maybe you're just sharing what you learned. It doesn't need to be this perfect working machine. But from sharing that, you're going to re-enter the engineering design process back to that very first phase, which is ask the question again, whether it's how do I build a painting machine or how do I build a contraption that, you know, launches some toilet paper, whatever you want. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's really a lovely uh, concept, really a lovely process, I think. So back to the blocks. So the building blocks of your kits are made of wood. And uh, I also realized now that on, I, I think over on Kickstarter, you talked about how important that is to you and that they're made of wood. And uh, you've probably also told us that in one of the YouTube videos that we recorded. So What are the reasons um, for for making these blocks out of wood? Because they are more expensive, right? So 
we got attached to wood pretty early, just aesthetically really enjoy wood. But I think a lot of it came out of when you walk into the toy aisle of a toy store, something like, I guess, where we are in Denver, it would be like a Walmart or like a Target. And you look around the aisles and so much of what you're looking at is plastic. And not only is it plastic, it's designed to be interesting only for a little bit. Um, and that has merits a different type of play than what we're trying to, to create. We're trying to create something that can be used over and over again. Um, and morally, we just could not bring ourselves to make something out of kind of the other logical choice, which is plastic. But also because the levers and the pulleys that you can make with Momentics are made so that you can include them with real life objects, you know, like spatulas and doors opening into them. We knew that we needed them to be sturdy so that it would be less frustrating for a kid when you're building with it. So wood was a really sturdy material. But yeah, wood is where we are at right now, but we're not totally, you know, we're not against exploring other materials in the future. So have you thought about um, maybe creating a community of, let's say, 3D printable objects or a community of people that, that would like to submit 3D printable objects that could somehow augment your kits, for example? And I, I know we're talking about plastics here, but at least a 3D printable PLA, for example, would be kind of biodegradable over a couple of hundred years, unfortunately. But um, is that an option or is, have you thought about something like that? Yeah, absolutely. So that's definitely something we've considered. You know, when we were first prototyping, we st were playing around with all sorts of materials, metal and 3D printing things included. And we actually had somebody reach out to us during this Kickstarter campaign, which was really fun to see how people from all over the world were kind of interpreting our product. And she had the great idea of, you know, testing our toys in maker spaces. And so we've talked about this idea of how maybe one day we could make some sort of files more open source because yeah, this idea of 3d printing something to add on to your chain reaction. That's the best part about chain reactions is that you can keep adding on and on and on possibly forever. <laughs> and so right now we're really focused on like honing these wooden pieces, but then as you kind of expand and add on another lever, whether it's 3D printed or maybe, you know, when you said a, some sort of like 3D printed add-on, I was thinking of like some sort of flag you could print that when you, you know, it pops up when you complete your challenge. Um, and I hope that someday that's something a community can kind of be born around that because me and Anna love thinking about these ideas, but we would love to see you know, what other people, whether it's in a makerspace or if you have your own 3D printer, um, what sort of things can you create to add on to what we've already made? Because you could potentially add on forever. <laughs> that's that's totally correct. I was just thinking you could probably also play around with some sensors, right? That then uh, yeah. you know, put up the flag, for example, or some sound and video and whatever. So this yeah. is, yeah, could be endless play. It's awesome. You know, I can't wait to see how people combine it, not just with their old toys, but like with Arduino or Little Bits or Legos. Um, I'm really interested to see how each person uses it.
So you're both great examples for women in science. And I think inclusivity is also a big challenge in general. And it's one of your passions uh, to solve, actually, right, this challenge. Um, how do your project kids encourage girls, for example, to step into STEM activities? Well, there have actually been some really great studies that follow how to get girls involved and help them to stay involved in STEM. Um, And one, a few of the things they found are hands, really exciting hands-on activities are really important, especially kind of in the mid elementary school grades when kids are kind of deciding who they are, what they're good at, what's important to them. Building kind of a community, a collaborative community where they can find role models and see people like them um, in kind of higher tech-oriented, STEM-oriented roles. And then encouraging a growth mindset, which basically just means that However good you are at something, that's not innate. That can be improved. You just need to practice more. Um, and I think especially women, um, there's, there's this pressure sometimes, um, whether it's internal or external, to really be perfect, especially in an area where you might not see a lot of people um, that look like you. And I think that's true for people of color as well. And I can only talk to my experience as a woman in science. Um, but every time I had a female professor at the front of the room, it really changed my mindset. And it made me more relaxed. It made me feel like there was more room for me to mess up. And I think creating that space to mess up is a big part of what we want to do with Momentics. So after the Kickstarter has been fulfilled... Um, we talked about this a tiny bit already, okay? What, what, how we could potentially extend Momentix toys already. But do you have some other ideas? Um, can you share something what's coming next? Or are you completely devoted to actually finishing your Kickstarter now, which is, of course, also totally fine? And yeah, just maybe a quick reminder we're at the beginning of July. Actually, we're till in June, I know. So, end of June. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so we're, um, not at the day of releasing this podcast, which will be uh, mid-August. So, Yeah, so we're currently kind of in the midst of catching up a little bit from COVID. Our workshop was closed. Um, so we're spending the next few weeks really just making toys because the unique thing about this Kickstarter we did um, back in February is that it was purposefully a co-inventor version of our kit, which means... Um, number one, that we're making all of them ourselves on a really limited basis. So me and Anna are like creating these. And then number two, we made it um, so that kids can give us feedback and co-invent alongside us. And what that means is that we want to hear their ideas about, you know, things they like, things they don't like, ideas for how they want the box to look, for maybe a piece they wish they had, because we know that kids are the toy experts. They are the best toy inventors. So this Kickstarter was really about inviting them into that process so that we can move on to the next version of Momentics. So what that really means is we're going to spend a lot of time getting these kits out and then really take that feedback from these 150 kits we're sending out about how kids are playing with them and what they want to see next and then move in to some sort of bigger, possibly Kickstarter, maybe a pre-order campaign. But take we're going to do a little bit of a redesign with all that feedback and then link up with some sort of factory because 
this has been a great learning process for Anna and I on how to not only design toys, but how to manufacture them. Um, and we've definitely figured it out, but I think we, me, I think I speak for Anna uh, also when I say that we do not want to be personally responsible for any more toy manufacturing. We would like to be in the toy design world instead. It, it sounds like you had some quality time in the maker space, right? So <laughs> a lot of sawdust. So much sawdust. <laughs> <laughs> I believe you. So Anna, Elena, thank you so much for your time. Um, I wish you all the best for the future, for the fulfillment of the Kickstarter. And uh, thanks so much and keep me posted. Yeah, thanks so much, Sven. Thanks, Sven. This episode was all about chain reaction machines with Momentix toys, a great way to engage young future scientists in critical STEM activities. If you again enjoyed this episode, now head over to kidslab.dev to check out the show notes with all the links of this episode. And of course, don't forget to subscribe now if you don't want to miss a future one. We'll next talk to Amir from Foldio. They create foldable electronics to teach coding for the well-known Calliope Mini educational board. <laughs>